Live. Welcome back, Jake. Doing it from Seamus, the, how are you? I'm doing well. Doing it from the normal battle station. This is the 28th episode of the Gentleman's Breakfast. Uh, as usual, we had a little bit of an IT issue to start, but now it seems to be all right. We've got things uh, stabilized. I've actually been impressed by the, uh, you know, kind of symphony of iDevices you've been managing over there. I'm not used to seeing that, so must have been studying up. I also did tell you eight seconds ago that the 29th episode, I said it literally right before you hit the button because I knew you were going to forget, hey, Seamus, it's the 29th episode. You said 29, I swore you said 28. Anyways, we've got a lot, said 29 of, at least three times. a lot of important topics here. Uh, a, I want to revisit uh, a woman that, you know, circumvented you and, you know, you dodged. Uh, we got to talk about tweets <laughs> from Donnie's desk. I think that's always a hot topic. And then uh, anything else you might want to throw in and then your possible return uh, to the West Coast, if that's realistic. Are you comfortable we'll with see, all that? I'm comfortable with all that. Uh, and we'll see what color we can add as we go along the way. Let's go from the top. Yeah, so from the top, uh, you had come out here, hung out in Tahoe. A girl was interested in you. And her <laughs> friend said, she made a comment to her friend who goes, man, I really was putting it on him. How come he didn't take any of the bites? And our friend had nothing to say. What, what, how can this be for you, for you just denying women? I mean, Hard it's like to say. I mean, psychology. I wasn't aware of that second conversation until you told me. Um, what I can tell you is what was going on at the time when I was in Tahoe, which was I was sitting down. I was comfortable. I had a beer in my hand uh, and didn't really, wasn't really looking to do anything else at the time. How is that different than most days? You had a marked target, wasn't moving very fast in a closed area, looking to be a little frisky. It was almost it was almost too closed of an area. Also, are these people that are going to be listening to the show? Uh, maybe, maybe I not. Think, not I, I, I think everyone that we're talking about is going to listen to the show. I don't think this Look, person's listening to the show. If I'm out at the bar. I'm going to put some work in because I'm going to be excited, right? I'm I'm standing upright. I'm, you know, going to the bar to get beers. I'm trying to make small talk. If I'm sitting in that little den there where we're all fenced in, and by the way, everyone's staring at me, wondering when I'm going to make my move, that's not, <laughs> that's not an ideal habitat for me to be doing something like that. It kind of reminded me of, like, watching a male lion because a male lion – people I don't know, lays around 20 hours of the day and does nothing, and then we'll eat food, and then we'll have sex. That's about well, it. The other problem was I had way too much time to think about it because True. a lot of that time was, one, it had been teed up in advance, two, you guys egging me on, three, while I'm sitting there in the conversation waiting for my turn to talk for five minutes, a lot of what's spinning through the gears in my head are, where is this going? Well, did you, did you notice it? What, like, okay, now she's putting it on me pretty hard. Did you, at any point, did you actually realize it? No, no, because she was, uh, we'll call her a social butterfly and an yeah. excited, and an excited, uh, and, a, and a high energy person. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. be difficult for me to distinguish between putting the screws to me and just generally floating around doing her thing. We'll, we'll, look, we're going to mark that one as a miss, okay? That's a confirmed miss on the kill board. And, uh, you know, 
We'll learn for the next time. We'll learn not to do it again. Okay. Uh, Jake, were you aware of what happened yesterday? There was a march across America for women's rights. I mean, Donald Trump just became president. Uh, we honored the great Martin Luther King on Monday. Did you go to work on Monday? Uh, I did have to go to work on Monday. The yogurt empire did not sleep. Um, I, heard really- <laughs> I heard rumblings of what was going on in D.C. Saw a couple of videos. Um, I mean, I've, I've really, I said this before we got on, I've kind of tapped out for the next four years. I'm going to stay interested at the periphery in things that I think will really directly affect myself, but I'm not going to get all up in arms and angry about this because this is what's happening right now, and there's nothing that I can do to change it. Um, I mean, but it's just so much good content, though. Like, it's just content is king. Look, Donald Trump tweeted at 447 this morning because women's rights were marching all over the country. He tweets, watched protests yesterday, but was under the impression that we just had an election. Why don't these people vote? (laughs) <laughs> badly, right? Like he's just like, how how more can he insinuate and like try to shit on women like right well, after he got elected? Because then in his mind, like someone's gonna come back and say, "Hey, Donnie boy, they did vote. You lost by two percent." And then he's just gonna say, "No, the election was rigged." Uh, so I mean, you got to understand the circular logic that he is willing to go through to make these statements work. Um, but the other thing is like, I was very invested in the election. I put a lot of energy into that. And yeah. while, while I was sitting here at nine thirty or 10 PM Eastern on election night, shirtless with a beer in my hand, mm-hmm. realizing that there was no way that Hill dog was going to take down Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania to bring it home. I really kind of just let go. Yeah, it's, uh, you've really you've really done uh, a 180. I would say in the last eight months, uh, you know, I've had you screaming at the phone, getting upset about it. And now you're just indifferent. I've accepted my fate. Uh, but my real question is, how come we don't have Martin Luther King Day off? At least we know that guy existed. We celebrate Great question. We don't know if he existed. Great question. Uh, I questioned my managers about it. Uh, well, my manager. Uh, about it a few times. Um, I think that their justification is that it's too close to when everyone was just going for Christmas. So I think that we get President's Day or some other bullshit holiday off. We do. Next I, month. Get, I get President's Day off. Why do I get that off? It's some kind of spacing thing for, for our company. Because, I mean, MLK Day, you've only been back for like a week and a half. Yeah. So I didn't uh, want people taking a three day weekend uh, while, you know, we were trying to ramp things for the new year. Is it, Dick, you're smarter than me. Uh, Donnie Boy is threatening to do the corporate tax from 35% to 15%. Is that, is that like feasible? Is that, can you actually get that done? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to pretend to fully understand all the policies, but uh, what I'm, what I'm just going to fire from the hip spitball guess yeah. that he's trying to do. Where else do we fire from? Is to remove a lot of the loopholes and then say like, okay, you don't get to make use of all those loopholes, but you will get taxed at 15%. The main argument for doing stuff like this is 15% is the average corporate tax rate for every country outside the U S which a lot of people don't realize. A lot of people assume that um, the U S has one of the lowest corporate tax rates and they really don't. We have much lower, 
personal income tax tax rates, but our corporate tax rate is egregiously high, and that's why people go through all kinds of, uh, you know, gymnastics to avoid it um, by going to Europe and a number of other things. So his 15% thing is probably that you'll increase the income base that's in the U.S. by enough that um, it'll make sense. The other thing that people always complain about is the U.S. tax system is based on where you actually generated and moved the cash. So there's a bunch of cash sitting off overseas right now that in order for companies to repatriate, they'd have to pay this 35% rate. The thing is probably if you drop the rate to 15% and you give people some kind of forgiveness for bringing it back, it'll bring a lot more money into the U.S. that can then be invested in factories and shit like that. And, I mean, say what you will about the Trumper. He's taken a lot of credit for adding a lot of jobs. I think he may have contributed to maybe 10% of the number that he's throwing out there, but he's he's making it harder for critics to say, like, hey, you're not standing by this one element of your policy. Now, everything else that he's done is fucking ridiculous uh, and honestly laughable. Uh, he's been peeing on people in Russia and such. But uh, outside of that, I mean, yeah, well, look, Anonymous came out and said there has some exposure about him being, you know, in bed with some Russian thugs and mo- mobsters and illegally doing all the business. But you've got to really appreciate that last bit where he did a press conference with all the empty manila folders and pretended to have pieces of paper in there and just trolling the entire media. Like, that's I, need, I need to go back. And, I've watched the SNL one. I haven't watched the real one. Watch the real one. It, it's so comical. And then, you know, that's when he calls CNN fake news. And the guy's like, sir. And he like won't take any questions. Like, no, CNN fake news. But sir, sir, I mean that's great. Like that's pure entertainment. Well, my favorite part of the SNL bit was when they cut to the Russian minister who said that he had personally reviewed all Trump or <laughs> Hooker orgy sex tapes, and none of them involved any pee. Like no pee on bed, no pee on person, no pee even in toilet. Um. Yeah, I mean it. Are you uh, are you excited about any of his cabinet at all? Are you comfortable with any of his cabinet? I'm comfortable with the fact that I have read a long article dis- discussing how Rick Perry didn't underst- understand what the uh, Department of Energy did. <laughs> he thought it was going to be he say? thought it was going to be an opportunity for him to advocate for the oil and gas in- industry. And the Department of Energy is actually responsible for managing our nuclear stockpile. <laughs> he was that was in a in an interview, like a press thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he like um, blush or anything? Uh, I don't think that that guy's really smart enough to always grasp irony and things like that. So, <laughs> despite the fact that he started wearing glasses, uh, his uh. Confirmation hearing was kind of a joke. <laughs> it makes him look, you know, maybe a tad bit smarter. Yeah, yeah. Well, even even more so because that was one of the four agencies that he said that he wanted to shut down when he was running for president. You know, like two years ago, and he didn't know what the agency did. <laughs> That's all, all all good content. Uh, I think we should introduce a new segment called Energy. So every time your energy is low, I'm going to say energy, and I want you to finish your beer. Is that reasonable? Because I like to believe your energy is low right now. It's more than reasonable. Uh, I am guilty of low energy. It's the uh, the electronic barrier between us here. I don't deal with well. 
Yeah, we're working through that. And uh, do you have any other topics, anything you want to question or ask? With regard to Donnie or? Oh, yeah. Donnie, I mean, you, you brought up protests. The protest that I'm primarily concerned about right now is a protest that takes place about 300 feet from my, the front door of my apartment every single weekend day now, starting at, they'll probably start, they'll probably start within an hour, okay? <laughs> and it, it basically sounds like 50 people banging wooden spoons on the bottom of a pot and one guy blowing a whistle for six hours, okay? <laughs> and it sounds what? like that because that's, like exactly, like, what, that's what exactly what happens. They're protesting some store down the street called Canadian Goose or something like that. And they have these stupid, like, Euro douchebag jackets that have, you know, like the frilly fur around the hood, which I don't know what kind of fucking idiot wears jackets like that. If you think that that's looking good right now, you need to really look yourself in the mirror and have a frank discussion about why it is that you think that. So how many anyway, people every day at like noon or 1230 in the streets of New York at this like little boutique shop, I imagine? Like how big is the store? Only on the weekends. And yeah, the store is maybe like 400 square feet, four or 500 square feet. And what I thought was hilarious too was like, I'm like, maybe they're protesting just like one type of jacket that they sell. I walked by the store yesterday morning when I was going to breakfast at like 8 a.m. The protesters can't be bothered to be out there at 8 a.m. <laughs> but so I go by it and I look in the store and I just died laughing because it's literally a store full of just like 500 of these jackets that have the exact same frilly thing on them. That's the only thing. And they claim that that frilly thing is made using a fox of some kind or something. And I always hear them screaming about their, how they're killing dogs and how they're catching dogs in traps. I don't know if any of that shit's true or not. What I, I do know is that if they're back out there today, I am going to dress in the most eco-friendly way that I can, and I'm going to walk down to the corner to the ringleader, and I'm going to tell the guy, I'm going to ask the guy very nicely. I'm like, dude, I appreciate your right to free speech and what you guys are doing. I need less of the whistle. That's all I'm asking for. Just less whistle. Bang on the pots and pans all you want, because that doesn't really make it through the windows, but the fucking whistle is driving me nuts. Why don't you just, like, start out small, like, buy, buy a couple of them bagels, hand them a banana, you know? Oh, I mean, God forbid these guys burn down a building or something. I don't want to be aiding and abetting. Like, Good Samaritan stuff. I mean, I would just, I would just sit out there. I'd, what I would do is I'd walk up to them like, all right, I understand why you guys are protesting. If I buy you this jacket, will you wear it? Just buy him a couple <laughs> of them a jacket. And hand well, that's the, the the best part. What really gets them going, gets the the juices flowing, is when someone walks down the street wearing one of these jackets. Yeah. And they, they will just scream at that person in no end. That's actually pretty entertaining. Uh, no, yeah, Did they ever yeah. throw, like, fake blood on it or anything like that? They pretty I've never seen them do anything that aggressive, but they will blow the shit out of the whistle. And then say, shame on you. Shame. And they'll yell it while they're going all the way down the street. But does it actually affect, like, the store's business for those five or six hours? I really, I haven't gone down there to observe it, but it's a very small store, and I can't imagine anyone's going into it while they're standing outside of it like that. Because, I mean, there's, like, 50 people standing. There's, 
they put a police barricade up in front of the store because they're out there so frequently. You should like so. just get to know them, like, hey Steve, hey Lou, a little cold this morning, you know? <laughs> yeah, they were out there. They were out there last week, and it was 28 degrees, and it snowed like six inches. So that's that's pretty good dedication there. We've got some heart, but all right, you're you're piloting us through the channel here uh, this weekend. What do we got next? Uh, have you been paying attention to football at all? No, but you can break oh, it down yeah. for me. Do you have any idea who's playing today? Uh, the Patriots are playing Steelers, and then, uh, Steelers. And then Atlanta, okay. the Falcons are playing Green Bay. Okay. Have, have you been seeing how well Aaron Rodgers has been playing? No, of course not. So they did this bullshit segment about whether there's some science behind his Hail Mary passes and his success rate. Then they try to do sports science on it. Like, that's how boring or they don't have anything to talk about but they put money in that that it's an actual science and he throws a different arc of the ball and it changes versus everybody else that heaves the ball down the, down the field that's that's pretty fucking stupid i like one that they did where they showed the reach the reach of like great receivers like mm-hmm. how big of a an arc around them they can create to catch the ball yeah that's kind of cool like you just see their pure athleticism but yeah Last week, uh, the Cowboys lost in fantastic fashion to Rodgers. Uh, he had led drives. He got like a 30 and 20 through his 36-yard pass right on the sideline, running against his body. And the guy tiptoed the catch. It was pretty sick if you haven't seen the highlights. Surprised you didn't hear about this from your father. Um, oh, my dad hates the Cowboys. Uh, he's hated the Cowboys his whole life. Uh, that's not going to change. I hate a strong word. He's extraordinarily indifferent. Uh, to the Cowboys because he's he's from the Midwest and he thinks that Cowboys fans are douchebags. Uh, <laughs> I myself is, is, that lapsed, a, is that an exact quote? Can we quote him on that douchebag? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a lapsed Cowboys fan, and the problem that I'm confronting right now is what I've said for years as my excuse for not following the Cowboys is I'm like, look, I put a couple of good years into watching every single fucking Cowboys game in like 2006, 2007, 2008. In 2007, when Romo dropped that fucking place kick, I realized that we were never going to make it to another Super Bowl. Romo can't win fucking playoff games. So I said, uh, and, but I also recognize Romo is honestly a great quarterback. He holds the record for most yards, most yards thrown in a, sing- in a single game for the Cowboys. Cowboys lost that game. Classic, classic Romo. Uh, and I said, when Romo's time was finally done, I would come back to the franchise. Unfortunately, I'm getting called on my bluff now, and I can't use that excuse anymore, or I have to actually follow what they're fucking doing. So, well, let me I'm not super excited for that. But You have a tradition of getting uh, blackout drunk the day of the Super Bowl, and then asking me <laughs> 16 hours after the game ended who won the Super Bowl at 4 p.m. on the Monday. I, I, I assume that's a that's a holiday for you, and I, I want you to continue on that tradition. Is, is that is that feasible? Uh, I would love to. You know what? We might be able to trade in. So I didn't get MLK Day off, but maybe we could argue that the Monday after the Super Bowl should be a national holiday. And then, yeah, I could definitely – I might even need to come to San Francisco for that to get blackout drunk because that was pretty epic. I still show up to see pictures of me passed out on the 
floor of our living room that day. Uh, no, yeah, no, I think, I mean, I think it was one of your career performances. I was most proud of, uh, as proud as a father could be, really, uh, <laughs> when I saw you taking a little cat nap while 15, 20 people watched the Super Bowl while you just slept in the middle of the room. With um, no shirt on. Well, you had, like, semblance of a shirt. Like, part of it was ripped off. Uh, it was great. I loved it. Um, I'd like to see it again. Uh, I, I made a dumb commitment to, like, watch the game with all my coworkers. What a terrible idea. <laughs> well, like, the guy that's running the company goes, hey, you want to you wanna go to my house? We'll have a barbecue. And and there's only, like, five people in my office, right? So he invites all of us. I can't be the one a-hole and be like, nah, I'm, I'm straight, dude. I'm not going. Well, right? after the great, but after the great Super Bowl weekend we had last year, where we played Settlers on the Roof and got drunk, yeah. I don't know why you would be giving that up. But yeah, if you come out here, I can I can change. You know, I can say uh, my boyfriend's Ryan from the East Coast. Uh, <laughs> change of plan. Uh, but that I mean, you'd have to act pretty quick. That's in two weeks. Yeah, I'm aware. Uh, it's a low probability. Uh, anything else you want to address here? No, I think I'm fine. All right, let's go to the report card. You got a scale for us? Uh, I don't have anything uh, off the top of my head. Okay, I'm going to rate you on the Oh, you know what we can do? Go ahead, we got something to go. Okay, I was going to say, I'm going to rate you on a spectrum of winter cities in the U.S. Okay. Okay? And you're going to go from, you know, the high end of the spectrum is going to be probably uh, Los Angeles, California, maybe. And the low end of the spectrum is going to be Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay. And on that spectrum, I'm going to give you a Dallas, Texas. Okay. That's my hometown. Okay. Near and dear to my heart. But it's also a very interesting winter city. Uh, you see a lot of things during the winter that give you a chuckle, like, for example, people still wearing cargo shorts when it's 42 degrees outside. Because no one really has proper winter attire out there. And people are always kind of just like, oh, during the two weeks that it's cold outside, I'm just going to suck it up. And I'm, I'm not going to wear gloves. I'm just going to put my hands in my pockets and walk quickly. And that's mm. kind of you. You can be very hard-headed uh, at times uh, and set in your ways. Who that is that's a great uh but I'm very hard headed, I agree with you. Who would you say is more hard headed, you or I? Oh me, hundred percent me. Yeah. I think. Okay. I don't know yeah, if you would disagree with that. Yeah, you had a little bit of a whopper freak out when we were in Tahoe, you remember that? Because I wasn't gonna pick you up. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was one of the epic tantrums that I've thrown in the last two years that you were a part of. I mean and who I remember... hangs up on their who hangs up on their Uber driver when their Uber driver's forty minutes away? I, well, I remember I talked to you after the fact, and I was like, you know, apologize. And you're like, no, that's just kind of your deal. That's just part of the setup. I'm pretty used to that. Um, but, yeah, I, I appreciate the, uh, the Texas. Uh, you know, that I like cold-weather cities uh, in the winter. Uh, I mean, you know what you were? You're like a, you're like a sea caucus, New Jersey. Uh, okay. You know, you're, not, you're not the big swinging dick of New York. Uh, it's cold. Uh, you're 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 slightly angry all the time. It uh, looks something like post-war Berlin. Yeah, it's not a pretty place. Real estate's pretty cheap. 
I love how everyone is that how you're supposed to say this sea caucus? Because when yeah. I see it on the map, because I drive through there actually a fair amount now, and I yeah. always just call it the caucus. That's that's wrong. Sea caucus. Okay. That's what the locals call it. Yeah, I've heard that. So. Yeah, just kind of cold, bitter, angry, but you know, you're kind of the big swinging dick when you go to the bar. You know, you can have unlimited beers, and then you're so surprised when the tab's only like eighty dollars. You know. That's, that's yep. your comfort zone. Everybody doesn't want to be bothered there uh, unless they really figure out they like you and then they engage. Okay. That's, that's, is that fair? I accept it. I accept it willingly. Uh, things I'm to work on for next you. show. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to be the dead horse. Energy. Uh, yeah. I also, I also want to comment on our, our video conference here. I haven't seen you the whole time. It just looks like you're tipping your cap to me, and I kind of want to freeze frame this and you know put it in a frame. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Just one of these. All, All right. right. Well, yeah, yeah. Maybe you could attach that picture to the episode. Uh, All right. But... Yeah, I'd love for you to uh, send this out, and then uh, we'll have uh, episode thirty next time. Huh? We just did twenty nine, or we did twenty eight, Deuce. We did twenty nine. We got to think about something big for thirty. All right. 30, 30. Well, maybe maybe we'll be in person for that. All right. Farewell. Later.